This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1754, How to Feel More Connected to Others, by Silon George of spiritualivingforbusypeople.com. Hello, everybody. Good to have you here with us for another episode of ORD, the podcast that's all about helping you improve your relationships. I'm your host, Greg Audino. And, you know, at the core of relationships is, of course, the connection that we share with others. And uh, though we may want to have thriving relationships, sometimes it's difficult to feel that initial connection with someone or with anyone uh, due to any number of reasons. Luckily, today we've got a great post for you that's all about the vulnerability required to establish good connections with people. So let's hop on in and start optimizing your life. How to Feel More Connected to Others by Silon George of SpiritualLivingForBusyPeople.com Quote, People generally overestimate how distinct their lives are, so the commonalities seem to them like a series of miracles. End quote. That's by David Brooks. Quote, It's hard to find meaning in what we do if at some level it doesn't help someone else or make someone happier. End quote. That by Matthew D. Lieberman. It was 1994. I was still in high school and had just returned home to a strange sound coming from the family computer. We'd just installed dial-up internet, and everyone was gathered around this new and strange technology. Once we had waited for what had seemed like an eternity for the computer to log on, we were able to communicate with people around the world through chat rooms. Remember A slash S slash L? It felt like magic. If you're of a certain age, you too probably remember the first time you encountered the internet. If you were born in 1994, then the connected computer has always been a part of your life. Today, we all take the internet for granted. Not only are our computers connected, but our appliances, TVs, and home security systems as well. As I write this, the next generation of interconnectivity called 5G is all the buzz, promising to usher in the age of virtual reality and driverless cars. The speed of 5G is rivaled only by the speed of innovation that got us to this point. Human disconnection. But there's been another trend, one that's much slower, spanning thousands of years, because while our machines have learned to communicate and connect with greater efficiency and speed, we humans have seemingly become more disconnected from each other. In the hunter-gatherer days, having small communities of connection were utterly necessary for our survival. We derived not only protection from these groups, but also a sense of purpose and meaning. We've evolved to the point where we can easily delude ourselves into thinking that we are completely autonomous. As long as you have the financial resources, you don't need to depend on any one person or small group for food, clothing, or shelter. On the macro level, we're masters of cooperation, expanding our ability to cooperate from small hunter-gatherer groups to billions. Before the connected computer, other technologies such as agriculture, writing systems, and the printing press powered our increasing ability to cooperate and connect across vast distances. But on the micro level, 
we've largely forgotten the magic of connection one-on-one or in relatively small communities. Today, most of us experience such connection virtually, but it just doesn't have the same impact as in-person connection. At the same time, we hold up the wisdom of the individual over the wisdom of the collective. Instead of drawing on the wisdom of our elders, we confine them to nursing homes. We've lost faith in our societal institutions, sadly with good reason, such as religion, education, and government. So we're only left with ourselves to depend on. We're clueless, isolated, and overwhelmed. We may be free, healthy, and well-fed, but our lives feel more meaningless than ever. Call it the paradox of progress. Be more like trees. As amazing as connected computers are, it was connected brains that brought the internet into being. If we want our individual brains to be happy and healthy, they need to be connected to other brains. Though we all may appear to be leading separate individual lives, just below the surface, we're more like trees. Robin Wall Kimmerer captures the essence of connectedness in the natural world in her book, Braiding Sweet Grass. In it, she writes, quote, In the old times, our elders say the trees talked to each other. They'd stand in their own council and craft a plan. But scientists decided long ago that plants were deaf and mute, locked in isolation without communication. The possibility of conversation was summarily dismissed. There's now compelling evidence that our elders were right. The trees are talking to one another. They communicate via pheromones, hormone-like compounds that are wafted on the breeze, laden with meaning. But Kimmerer reveals that the trees also connect underground. She continues, The trees in a forest are often interconnected by subterranean networks of mycorrhizae, fungal strands that inhabit tree roots. The mycorrhizae may form fungal bridges between individual trees, so that all the trees in a forest are connected. End quote. From mirror neurons to pheromones to the power of human touch, we're just beginning to understand how deeply connected we are to one another. Even when we feel disconnected, these underground pathways of connection are always available to us. We just need to tap into them. Be more like kids. Children instinctively understand the power of connection. I was reminded of this as I was working on this very post. With my stress levels rising as I was coming upon my self-imposed deadline for publication, my son walked up to me to ask a question. Dad, remember how we used to play catch outside? Yeah, my head still buried in the computer. Could we play now? With the winter season behind us, I didn't have much of an excuse. I immediately felt a wave of shame. It's been a while since we'd connected in this way. I felt even more shame when I felt resistance within me. I was tired and just wanted to get the post done. But I decided to close the computer and spend some much-needed time outdoors playing with the kids. I came back feeling energized and refreshed. I was able to release my stress and enjoy living in the moment with people I love. Whether or not I finished this post felt less pressing. When in doubt, connect. The good news is that isolation is a state of mind. You're always in a state of connection, and that can never be broken. When you feel stressed, isolated, or lonely, become like little children and seek connection. Leave your devices behind and go for a walk in a public park. Just being around other people can do a world of good. When you wake up, think of all the people who are waking up with you at that very moment. When you breathe, think of all the people who breathed the very air molecules you're taking in now. When you're experiencing a difficult situation, 
think of all the people who are facing similar challenges. You don't have to spend another moment feeling useless or hopeless. You can choose to connect. You just listened to the post titled, How to Feel More Connected to Others, by Silon George of SpiritualLivingForBusyPeople.com. And a big thank you to Silon for a wonderful contribution, as always. Now, what I really liked about today's post was, uh, well, all of it, <laughs> but I was especially interested by Silon's story about the interaction he had with his son. Not only is it moving, and not only is it a reminder to look to children for, as he puts it, their innate desire for connectedness, but I also feel as though we can think back to our own childhoods if we're looking to connect more, uh, or just live a healthier life all around. You know, when we're children, we're often exposed to great values that we drop as we age. We're told to play with our friends. We're told to spend time outside. We're told to eat enough fruits and vegetables. We're told to treat others the way that we would like to be treated. So, as you take Silon's advice and look to children when you're in search of how to connect better, look to them or look back on your own childhood when there are other voids in your life. The balance we are often taught as children proves to be highly valuable as we age, but we let a lot of it fall behind. So a quick refresher on what your parents told you or what you would tell your own children will do just fine. These are not novel concepts. We tend to already know all of the right things we should be doing. Uh, but the kiddos are great reminders that help bring us back to good perspectives. And on that note, I'm going to finish up this episode. I really enjoyed this very well-written and eye-reopening, I guess, post today. And I hope you did as well. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. And I will be back with you tomorrow, where I hope you'll join me and where your optimal life awaits.